hello, and welcome to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. My name is Joe Hilliard. And I'm Aislinn Campbell. And we come to you every week and talk to you about all about our love and life at the dinner table. Yeah. Let's just get right into the idea that we've got another one of those Dagon produce baskets to give away. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like to give stuff away. If you live in our region, right, South Texas region, go to DagonProduce.com. If you don't, just hang tight. This is a basket of local veggies from farmers within about a 200-mile radius. The chef's basket particularly comes with eggs and a protein. Now, this concept is not that unusual in other places, but this one is what I would call like a farmer's market to go type of basket. But some of you may have heard of CSAs, and we actually have some CSAs here in town too. That's a little bit different though. Well, I'll tell people in our area how to win, but I would also suggest to anyone listening, look up CSA, look up farmer's market basket to go in your town or city. It's happening. Look up local food. Contact your local farmer's market people. So if you live in our area, it's easy. Hit us up. IMs, DMs, email, talk at dinnertabletalks.com, all your favorite social media spots. Send us a picture of a meal that you've prepared. And then we'll pick the best one, and then you'll be the winner of our next Dagon basket. And we'll do that in a couple of weeks. We'll give it away in a couple of weeks? Yeah, in a couple of episodes. Perfect. Do you remember in last week's episode when you had made some weird comment about how everyone emulates us? Just the idea of trying to figure out who the listeners are. And then that led us to talking about the farmer, Andrew. Yes, of course. Well, Andrew is the son of our local first pioneer, truly pioneer before anyone else got it here. He did grass-fed beef, he grew vegetables, he collected cheese and butter and all that stuff from the Amish and helped deliver. I mean, he started the first any type of local food movement going on here. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Mr. Edelin retired a couple of years ago. His son went into the military, and after he finished the military, he came home to help run the farm. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's Andrew. So last week I explained that he's a listener of the podcast and, well, he sent me a message. Here's the actual three reasons that I listen to your podcast. Ah, see, now we're getting to the bottom of it. Isn't this great that he sent us a message? I love it. One, I'm a gardener and a local food producer. And even though it's not the main topic, it's all relatable due to location. So that's the obvious reason. Then he says he's also an amateur chef and foodie, so he can relate to that, of course. Then this is my favorite one. Just the environment of the podcast. Y'all talking over the dinner table, sharing that week's stories, family, favorite food, recipes, and places to eat of that week. And he says, I've checked out a few of the suggestions that we make. He has to catch up from time to time. He basically talks about how it's easier to listen when you're doing a repetitive task rather than an actual task where I'm trying to make sure I plant the seeds correctly or whatever. He said the next time he does some butchering of chickens, that he's going to listen to a big chunk of episodes all at once. And that's when he can get that done because it's very mechanical to do that particular job. But I was so happy to get that message. I got really excited about it It because that's what I want. I want interaction. and Well, it is super nice to hear from anybody. And one way that you can get in touch with us is to uh, win that Dagon basket. Yeah, or just send us a message or anything. Anything that you hear on here that we talk about, especially if we see your name, yeah, send us a message and and tell us how you feel about all of that. And, And Andrew, thank you for interacting and thank you for listening. That's right. It's actually one of my favorite times of the show. Unanswered questions. 
Do you know how sometimes there's one of those situations where, and it always, I always call it like intuition or, you know, just like a gut feeling where something just like perfectly comes to you at the perfect right time. Last week we were talking about annuls and then you were talking about how they have the dewlap that comes down. I was answering an unanswered question. Then you told me. What's bizarre? We're talking about how we're answering unanswered questions within this week's unanswered question. We're answering within an answer. If you an reference an unanswered an question from two weeks ago in this loop. What's that? What was that movie We may called? never get out of it. Is that an inception? Oh, that's an inception. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to take the plunge. Continue. <laughs> so we were talking about the lizard's dewlaps. Right. And you said the only lizards that have the dewlap are the annuls. Right. That's, and I was what I, like, that's what I read. Yeah. And I was like, no, that can't be because this one doesn't look like an annul. It's so completely different. It is a brown one, but it's brown. It's striped. It has horns. Well, online, I came across this person who, yeah, we had some mutual friends and stuff like that. Uh, but we are in all of the same garden, growing, natural, you know, whatever types of groups. And people ask questions on those things or they post something. They, and, and a lot of times it's about pests or insects or snakes or also could be about native plants, things like that. Well, there was this one guy that I noticed that every single time someone would ask a question, he would answer. And then I would go look up his answers and his answers were always correct. Or I already knew the answer he was giving. I'd be like, yes, finally, somebody gave an actual real answer. Because when, you, when you're in those groups and everyone, oh, yeah. everybody knows it what did, I'm talking about. It doesn't have to be about gardening. No, exactly. People, There's all these people that think they know things. We are always 100% right 100% of the time now. Every mm-hmm. single one of us at the same time. It is an incredible mm-hmm. age to live in. Mm-hmm. So he knew where there's a wild tomato bush. And I said I wanted some tomato seeds. So then a few weeks later, he says, I got you some wild tomato seeds. And then I say, well, let's, uh, let's go have happy hour. The whole interaction was super fun. So we get to the place to eat and whatever. And we start talking about the podcast. And I tell him about Backyard TV. And we're talking about insects. And we start talking about the lizards. And we start talking about the dewlap. And he answered our unanswered question. And I said, oh, you're going to be on our podcast this week. And he goes, oh, maybe nervous or whatever. Okay, answer the question for us. And basically what he told me about the lizards is that the variety that I'm seeing is an anole, but it's an introduced anole. It's not our native anoles. It hasn't been here that long. Yeah, he called it an invasive species, in fact. Right. But he said it's not, it's invasion isn't such a problem. This invasive species replaces the native varieties of the same lizard. Correct. Because there's only so much space that lizards can inhabit. You know how I kept saying, they have ridges, they have horns. They have, he said, that's the males and they're like that during mating season, that they're not like that all the time. Isn't that great? There'll be more stories about my naturalist friend. He's becoming a character. Are we saying his name? He's the naturalist. The naturalist. Last week I was talking about that liver. Do you know where I got that liver? Dagon produce. From their chef's basket. And I put the call out, please, listeners, help me understand what to do with liver. Uh Uh-huh. Did anyone answer? Got a couple of things. However, you asked me on the episode last week, can we make pate with this? Pate. What did I say? Pate. (laughs) Do you have any gray poupon? (laughs) I used to think that gray gray poupon was... Poupon. Really? It was the epitome of wealth and luxury. Yeah. (laughs) Mom, Dad, can we afford gray poupon? Or is that out of the question? You can make pate with that cut of liver, and I'm doing it this weekend. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It's not I that, really am. It doesn't even sound that hard. 
Make really good kind. Get a good recipe. Make it really good and creamy and delicious. So why don't we suggest that we'll talk about pate in a couple of weeks. In a few weeks. <laughs> a few weeks. Yeah, give or take. It's going to get done. And then we named a few of our chickens. We shared those names. One of them was Cardi. You assumed Cardi B. I said I no. He said C-A-R-T-I. What's that, huh? That's Playboy Cardi, the rapper. Cartier. Duh. Duh. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, you know, I have a record collection. And the kids have teeny tiny record collections. And I like to take their music and listen to it. And it is 99.9% hip hop. I didn't know Playboy Cardi. Never heard of Playboy Cardi. I've probably heard Playboy Cardi, the but names I haven't paid attention so enough distant. to who it is. Whenever they say the names, I'm so far away from understanding in a way that I never thought that I would be. And I guess I had this weird, are we officially old moment. I told you the story the other day about I was listening to the radio and the DJ on the radio said... Da, 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 da. they're so lit and then after he said they're so lit he goes isn't that what the kids say i don't even know anymore i'm pushing 40 and i thought to myself good grief pushing 40s old when did that become a thing because <laughs> i'm like over 40 and thinking to myself my boyfriend pushing 50 <laughs> <laughs> doesn't the definition of age and numbers change every year yeah, I guess. I mean, I I don't feel the definition of like old. what I imagined 40 would feel like. 40 plus would feel like. I don't feel like a 40-year-old. I've had a lot of conversations recently because my dad had passed recently. We talked about that a couple of episodes ago. He would be 82, mm-hmm. which now to me is this, you know, that's old number. Right. Through like recent observation. Right. But then every once in a while you see an 80-year-old jogging by, you know, jogging literally by exactly faster than maybe I could. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I think the right age to live is. I don't really want to think about it that much. Oh, yeah. yeah, That got philosophical. Well, let's totally get back to the dinner table then. Have you heard the news? It should have been front page above the fold. What's that? Aislinn cooks. Yeah. Aislinn is cooking meals now. Well, somebody's got to. Yeah, I had to <laughs> record my other podcast, Beer in a Movie, on a Monday night. And I said, hey, I, I, this is happening. I'm sure no one else wants to cook. So I'm going to order in whatever y'all want. Right. It's not so much that I don't want to eat out, although I, I like the idea of us not spending money on eating out. But also there's so much food in the house right now because it's seasonal and it's the time of year when you have so much food available. I want to use that stuff. So that is an airtight case. This week, when that, you know, came up, it was like, well, what can I make? And the thing about me is that I don't really like to cook meat and I've not really learned how to cook meat. I don't mind cooking stews and casseroles and soups and things like that. So I looked up a recipe that would include tomatoes because we have a lot of those, peppers because we have a lot of those squash because we have a lot of that and i found this recipe called pisto which is a spanish ratatouille and i actually made a video and posted it on my website aislinncampbell.com a-i-s-l-y-n-n campbell.com it was pretty simple it's all local produce things that i've grown in my own backyard Olive oil, garlic, cloves, frying peppers, sweeter frying peppers. It's basically, that's the smaller peppers that are not the big giant bells. But right now we have all different kinds of peppers. So whatever pepper I have, I'm using. I also added an additional optional item, which was a small hot pepper. 
because I have lots of habaneros right We're now. We're adding pepper to almost everything right now. Yeah, It's exactly. overflowing. Well, we grow pepper really well in this part of Texas. And we also remade that habanero sauce that burned my balls. <laughs> Good job. We had a ton of habaneros. We did. We did a video on that one, too. This is when I say go to the ball burning episode, episode number da da da. I don't remember what episode it was. 17. We yes. talked about it in the video. <laughs> so a uh, little spicy habanero that was optional add in there. And then you've got, of course, squash, zucchini. Also, I added in an additional eggplant because we have a little bit of that. Of course, lots of tomatoes. I'm not using any of the crushed tomatoes in the cans. I'm using fresh tomatoes right now. Mm -hmm. And then I'm finding ways to use this Cuban oregano. I have this beautiful Cuban oregano. I'm using tons of that. So I cooked dinner. So I recorded my podcast. Yeah. And I was served dinner that I didn't participate at all in the making of. I think it was pretty good. I thought it was fantastic. The girls applauded it and ate it and it didn't have any meat in it. I thought it was really tasty. You did a fantastic job and everyone should check out that recipe. I think they should. Definitely. I think we'll post that. Well, thank you for, I guess, giving me the chance. I've done a little bit of... <laughs> thank you for Hey, listen. Well, but it's... I've told you this before. It's nerve wracking to cook for your kids because they're... Oh, my kids. Yes. They're picky. And, I, and you know what? I guess all kids are picky, but it's just that, like, my kids, I can be like, I don't care if you're picky. Eat what I cook. You're a better cook than I am, too, which is... Say that again? You're a better cook than I am. I'm just going to isolate that for future It's years. because you follow the rules, and I don't. I just throw food in a pot and cook it. Are you suggesting that cooking is more science and improvisation? I'm suggesting that your food, your well-put-together food is delicious because we interact together. I think that it's a merging. It's a blending of those two things. Yes. It's a merging, it's a blending of those two things. I definitely agree with that. The squash you're talking about that's abundant in our home, uh -huh. it caused the whole thing. <laughs> it caused a dinner table conversation? First of all, it was requested of me that I purchase the board game Chameleon. Mm -hmm. Dad, it's the best game you're ever going to play. We can even get Aislinn to play it maybe. So I did that. I found it at the grocery store. I played a few times. Chameleon, it's a fun one. We were playing Chameleon. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we get the question we get every night. Hey, what's for dinner? Right, right. And it's interesting because they don't know the answer. Oh, right. It's always going to be some kind of weird like surprise. <laughs> I think somebody actually said before we announced what it was, it's not going to be squash again, is it? Something like that. Like squash was already on the chopping block before squash was even mentioned. Because during the day, you and I will chat back and forth. And at some <laughs> point, someone will say either I've got dinner covered or got any ideas for dinner. And I had told you earlier in the day that the recipe that you had chosen was perfect for kids complaining. Zucchini boats. Oh, yeah. There was like an uprising against zucchini boats. And it's a zucchini. You cut it in half and then you scoop out and make a boat. Uh -huh. You put the filling in with ground beef and onion and delicious flavors. A lot of cheese. Fill the boat. Uh -huh. Bake it. Uh -huh. That's dinner. I love it. Yeah. And sometimes we'll get an eye roll, and sometimes we'll get a, I don't like. A lot. We get it. Are there going to be mushrooms in this? <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. But this was a full-blown, all three of them, no. No. Yeah, no. Who no. led the revolt? Do you remember? I think Hunter started it. Yeah. And then Lily contributed it, and then Savannah jumped in. And Savannah's like, I'm not going to get in trouble if I revolt, because this is what I really want to revolt on. But you're right. I like the zucchini boats. The zucchini when it comes down to it, the same reason why I cooked instead of doing takeout on the night that you is because there's vegetables rotting in our refrigerator if we don't cook them. So we've got to cook them. And what we have a lot of is zucchini. So we're making zucchini, you know, 
we went ahead and made it. And of course, you make so many different kinds of amazing foods and luxury <sighs> foods and delicious oh foods oh that like they're, they're spoiled. They really are. They really are. Just wait until you hear what we had for dinner tonight next week. Spoiled the way we eat in this house. In the midst of all of that, we were having a conversation at the table about, so the kids do the dishes after dinner. And you have some kind of amazing ability oh, thank you. to use every dish in the kitchen uh, well. and splatter food everywhere. I'm like the Jackson Pollock of the kitchen. <laughs> and so the kids had come up with this joke in the house called the kitchen film. Uh, yeah. So it's like the grease, the layer of like grease and food on the floor. Yeah. You know, I mean, contributing people that they are in this household sure. to help us right. solve the problem. There's a really easy way for you to <laughs> completely cancel out this entire joke that you've created of the kitchen film. Go clean the kitchen floor. Help. Oh, no, 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 no. Help. We'd rather make a movie about it. So they made a movie called The Film. Uh-huh. The girls like, made a movie called The Film. Like The Blob. Yeah. And they were talking about it at dinner. The silly little movie. And it was, I mean, it well put together for 15-year-old girls. Yeah, it was a trailer of an upcoming feature-length film called The Film. It was funny. There's been a burst of creativity. Exactly. Recently. That's because they're around the house so much and they're in the house so much and they're not leaving, they're here, that they're looking around going, yeah, it's, we need to help clean a little bit. They did. They deep cleaned the bathroom. They did a great job on they the bathroom. Did. They helped clean up one of the shelves and like swept and did some mopping and were helping with the kitchen cleaning but that whole you're cooking they're cleaning this is nirvana i hope the stay at home never ends <laughs> right but the cleanup process is kind of the same thing with where the um where the watch and the old movies brought out the old photo albums well the art came out uh-huh. as things were getting cleaned and lillian pulled out a couple of pieces and said, Mom, you're you're a really good artist. Why don't you do artwork? And I, you know, I just talked about how differing moods, different circumstances in life lead to different types of art for me, which is not that unusual. Well, Savannah actually, who is who what I would consider would be the artist in the house, mm-hmm. she actually said, Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Cause you do different types of art depending on what you're feeling. Well, that spurred something in her, it spurred something in both of them because both of them have been doing more, more art in the last few days. And we have an entire section of our house, which is part of what the cleanup happened was that they cleaned up the art areas. We do this podcast every week in our, what I call our creative studio. It's our studio space, the whole family. It's an office type of space with our podcast studio set up, with an art studio set up, with shelves with all my seeds and different seed drying things going on. And it's all of our workroom. A lot of empty beer cans. Uh, Yeah. And the floor's always dirty. Apparently the floor's always dirty in every room in this house. (laughs) That's how we live. That's what happens when you don't sleep. Now you know why we don't invite you over. (laughs) You can come to the backyard. We're too busy being creative to sweep the floor. (laughs) Sweeping the floor, that's for chumps. (laughs) That's so true. You are more than welcome to pass through the gateway and enter the backyard and slip into the bathroom, but don't look at anything. Right, you walk. Right. We have a rule in our house. You have to remove your shoes and don't turn on the light when you use our restroom. Pitch black. Don't look at anything. There are seriously some people out there in the world right now that are listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and they're literally laughing because they've seen exactly what we're talking about and they know that we're telling the truth. <laughs> Backyard TV. 
this week's top story, the Grackle Lizard Deathmatch. You're a typical reporter because the lead-in on all of the Backyard TV top stories are violent. Well, that's the interesting stories going on out there. Go back to the scene, right? The scene where we watched the bird punching the other bird and the principal had to come in and break up the the fight. Your words took me there. So go right back to that scene. It's a gutter and you see a grackle. And this time he's not smashing another bird's head. Uh He's smashing something that looks like maybe a worm. Then I see it take off and fly off. And when I see it fly off, it's literally got a lizard hanging two sides out of its mouth. The lizard was dead. Dead as could be. See, that makes me wonder if a live lizard is going to disorient a flying grackle. It has to kill it before it can fly off. Yeah. Okay, think about a dog when a dog gets like a little chew toy. What does it do to it? Oh, yeah. Shakes it all up, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. My headphones, my headphones nearly flew off. It's got, <laughs> it's got to break that toy. It's got to break that Santa Claus. While it squeaks its guts out. So your thesis (laughs) is that a grackle will grab a live lizard Uh and kill it before it transports it to wherever it intends on consuming it. That's exactly what happened. God, this is a breaking story. But wait, there's more. Okay. I'm sitting there watching this beautiful little black bird with this funny little cone head. It's an interesting bird. It's not a bird I've ever seen before. And then I see this lovely dragonfly over there. And at that moment, the one black bird goes flying towards the dragonfly. Oh, you're about and, to watch a kill. Oh my God, he's going to catch that dragonfly right in the air. One second before he gets to that dragonfly, someone else comes along, shoop, scoops him right underneath it. Another bird flew right in and scooped out the dragonfly. Got his lunch stolen out from under him in <laughs> midair. Spoiler. Mid-air. <laughs> Spoiler alert, some people haven't watched Backyard TV this week. Uh, I've been... I don't know how much longer we're going to do Backyard TV now that we're like starting to see other things. Like I get so to go out to the to first... Starting to get out again? Yeah, I get to go to the first like networking put, event tomorrow for the first time. We can always put Backyard so. TV in our pocket for when a spectacular Backyard TV occurs. I think that's what's going to happen like breaking in news. Breaking news. Will Backyard TV be back next week or not? I guess it's a cliffhanger. Now, if we circle back... Just one more time, back to that conversation where you're cooking a few less meals because other people are helping out with cooking, like me. Right. And the girls are helping to clean, Mm -hmm. and they're getting creative. Well, we're at the dinner table one of these nights, all of us together, and the girls say, we want to cook tomorrow night. We want to make spaghetti tacos. They've been watching iCarly. Ah, yes. iCarly was one that I would watch with my daughter. It's funny that they're watching iCarly, because isn't iCarly like for little kids? So they're binging old TV shows the way many other people are binging classic movies. Uh, They're watching the stuff from their youth. Their youth just happened to be a few years ago. I liked iCarly. Yeah, and they did have spaghetti tacos. And you know what a spaghetti taco is, Aislinn? It's a taco shell with spaghetti in it. Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. Well, the girls decided to make dinner for us. I wasn't going to argue with him. You want to cook a meal? I'll eat a spaghetti taco. Of course, I said, wait, wait. There are rules. <laughs> if I'm to consume this, I've written out a few things. Over there on my website where I post daily posts, I did post up about this story and I gave you the rules. Must make sauce from scratch. Okay, you uh, must make the sauce from scratch. We're not open up a jar of ragu. Correct. But I will find a recipe for you. And I found them a really good, I'm good at finding recipes. I found them a really good, simple recipe. So it had diced tomatoes in it when like they were chopping up tomatoes or anything like that. However, I did tell them 
that they have to use anything fresh that we do have. And we did have Cuban oregano and basil. Mm -hmm. It was great. My daughter came outside when I was outside fiddling around in the garden while they were in the kitchen cooking and said, Mom, I need three tablespoons of fresh basil and fresh oregano. And I was like, okay, coming up, daughter. I kept saying I wasn't going to help. And they'd say, Joe, real quick, what's Uh da-da-da? So I'd go in and help them. And I taught Lily how to dice an onion correctly. I taught, it was Uh fun. It was good. It was a great experience. I said that they had to use the clean local farm meat, which that's all there was that they had to use. And then I, I said, you have to make a fresh salad. And we have all kinds of good local ingredients for that. You also have to make grain-free shells and grain-free noodles. They had to do two batches of noodles. And you offered to bring home... One for the sinners and one for the saints. Yeah, Yeah. they were cooking the way that you cook. And you even said that you would bring home all the ingredients that they needed. I got them the recipe. You got them in the ingredients. Here it is. 15-year-old girls cook spaghetti tacos on Taco Tuesday. They did a great job. (laughs) Yeah, they did. But I did learn that you've got to not just put your noodles in the way you would your beef and then put your sauce on top of your noodles the way you would the condiments or the uh-huh. lettuce and tomato of uh-huh. your taco you got to pre-mix it before you put it into the shell otherwise you sometimes you get a just a big bite of pasta with no sauce on it oh. so the next time we do spaghetti tacos and i hope there is a next time <laughs> you're I gonna will... make them go on rota- rotation oh, i would love that once a month y'all do spaghetti tacos that'd be great or anything for that matter as long as you follow the rules <laughs> Okay, well, we had a most delicious meal tonight. We did. And that was you catching up on the sauce challenge. So we've got this delicious meal to tell you about and catching up on the challenges. And we will do that next week. But I will tell you, it is something to talk about. It is a really, really special treat. And I'm excited because, Joe, you just reminded me yet again tonight that you are a fantastic cook. I feel bad. About what? Well... I challenged myself to do them all in a row, and I, I've not been able to do it. We, I could have told you that from the very beginning. Remember uh, how we were talking about the um, the Chameleon card, the J-Hack version? I don't uh-huh. know if we actually talked about the J-Hack version, but we, when we were doing Chameleon, we made a J-Hack version, which is great. And for those of you that don't know what J-Hack is, J-Hack is the little family name that we have. Joe Hilliard, Ace and Campbell, J-H-A-C. It's J-Hack. Okay. That's the name of our card. The kids named it. And then each of us picked a couple of squares and named different things. So we named things like ACL and beer and movies and... The farm. The farm, right. And then I put one that was called The Plan. And everybody said, well, what does that mean? And I said, your dad's always got a big plan. Your challenge kind of reminds me of that. So I'm not that surprised. I learned that we don't say ever again on the podcast, let's do something next week. We say, let's do something in a couple of weeks. In a few weeks. weeks. I think you're safe with a few weeks. So instead of five sauces in five weeks. A few weeks could be two weeks or it could be three weeks or it could be four weeks, but you're going to get it done. I'm going to do five sauces in 10 weeks. (laughs) You're going to do five sauces. You're going to get them done. I'm I'm so proud of you. They're going to be awesome. Because we had the third of five sauces and we'll talk about it next week along with a delicious meal Mm -hmm. that we had this evening that was awesome. Totally awesome. Complete luxury. It's It's been a week. It's been a week. They're all weeks. Anyone who's listening to this podcast knows there's always something going on over here. That's the truth. <laughs> Somebody's changing jobs. You can name all kinds of things. <laughs> a kid's put their foot down. A kid's drawn some kind of crazy line in the sand. <laughs> Dad, the shower handle, I turn it and there's no water at 9 p.m. When? How long have you known that? A couple of days. When's the last time anyone took a shower? <laughs> 
know that had happened. And there's a film on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in my room for 14 hours. <laughs> I woke up at 2.30 p.m. this afternoon. Okay, I've got a challenge for you. Describe table topics in 12 words or less. Get everyone talking at the table about interesting subjects. Well, we're going to do that right now. <laughs> okay. And my daughter has requested that she play with us tonight. I'm going to go get it right now. Yeah, go get her. My daughter, Savannah. Hello. Earlier in the show, when you weren't here, when we were talking about you, what did you call her? You, she is our... She's our artist. Artist like art? We encourage all you guys to pursue your creative stuff, but you're the one that pursues it the most actively of all of the people in the house, I think, right now. That's interesting. Do you disagree? No, I don't disagree. What's your yes. thing right now? Probably movies. I want to be a filmmaker, but that'll probably change in a week. <laughs> we talked about the film. <sighs> yes, that's a masterpiece. <laughs> I think Lily said it as a joke. Let's make like a little video. Hey, did y'all see the history of the film? Did you tell the, the, the yes. listeners? What oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We told them what the film is. I think that was Lily's idea and it was a joke. But then I was like, like, let's do that right now. And she was like, okay. So I still have like the, the list of the shots. And then we were, we didn't really know if Hunter would comply. But then he was actually really cool about it. <laughs> and then he did. I think it was because Lily was there. So you got a guitar in the mail the other day. Tell me about it. It's beautiful. It's red. It is red. I wanted a red guitar. But I'm super excited that you're getting a guitar. Because I like the idea of someone creating music inside the house. I'm trying to form a band, but it's kind of slow. But I think once I actually start high school, that'll be like... It's difficult to start a band during the corona quarantine. <laughs> it is difficult to start a band in general, but I think that I'll pull through. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to learn the guitar and be in this band? Yes. All right, so you know how to play table topics, Savannah? Yes. All right. I'm going to give you, our guest, a choice of three categories. Not your mom's dinner party. What would you do? Or just classic potpourri, general, interesting questions? General questions. That's my favorite category. I'm going to go to you first, Aislinn. If you could go to the Olympics in one sport, which would you choose? Probably gymnastics. Kind of boring, but, but to, to, to pick the one that everyone... Which event in gymnastics? I don't know. Honestly, probably bars. Uneven parallel bars. No, I would definitely, for sure, 100% kind of sad that I didn't even do it as a kid, figure skating. I genuinely feel like I would be so good at figure skating if I actually like pursued that. We've got a ice hockey team, a minor league in our in our city, and they'll do like, uh, hey, public come skate things. We've done that a couple of times. You're always a fan of those? I love ice skating so much. It's like dancing and ballet but on ice, and it's so fun. It looks so fun. Do you watch the ice skating olympics and i do i actually watch like clips of that and like i've, I've watched like an hour long competition just because i was bored one day and like i'm genuinely interested in figure skating we watched i tanya recently <laughs> did you like that movie yeah i do i did that's what i was thinking did, did tanya grow up in a place where an uh, ice skating facility was easy to find according to the movie it was in their city that she lived in where was she from i have no idea unanswered questions really yeah why not Hey. I, Tanya's popular right now. The Tanya Harding edition. Hey, I grew up in the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan day when all that stuff was going on. Crew rowing. Mm. 
rogue crew. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that one. If I could go to the Olympics, any sport that I would want to, which one would I choose? It would be that. Because you are tied to not an indoor gymnasium, but the outdoor splendor and beauty of nature while you go to the Olympics. What about like fly fishing? Is that an Olympic sport? I think Don't so. Don't say an answer question. I don't care. <laughs> I think so. Why not? Wouldn't some people want to know whether fly fishing was an Olympic sport or not? I think, I think some people would want to know that. I'm going to look it up. Aislinn Cooks. You have foam in your mustache. It's throwing me off. <laughs> Saving that for later. The foam. The foam. <laughs> Next. <laughs> the second. The foam. <laughs> the sequel. The film the part foam. two. The foam. The foam. <laughs>